Brooklyn's Radio Surrey News Review for Friday the 21st of January. I'm Graham Laycock, taking a look at this week's local news stories in Surrey from the Surrey Advertiser and Surrey Live. First look at the suite's headlines. Surrey coronavirus infection rates dropped by 8%. Nursing home placed in special measures. And Stain's development to go ahead. Surrey's coronavirus infection rates is now at 963.1 per 100,000 population for the figures for the week ending the 18th of January. That's a reduction of 8% over the previous week. Let's look at each borough in turn now, starting with the highest infection rate. And that goes to Woking with 1,224.9 per 100,000 population. That's an increase of 1%. Surrey Heath is on 1,068.3, down 8%. Spelth on 1,057.3, down 11%. Elmbridge 1,031.2, down 3%. Waverley 1,025.6, an increase of 12%. Runnymede 970.9, down 16%. Rygate and Banstead 924.7, a reduction of 9%. Epsom and Yule 923.4, down 14%. Mole Valley 849.8, down 10%. Guildford 793.5, down 14%. And Tandridge, the lowest rate in Surrey, at 753.3, down 20%. A Surrey nursing home has been placed in special measures after a string of potentially safety issues were found including poo-stained equipment and chronic understaffing, meaning residents' calls for help were going unanswered. Rodwell House in Brocks Lane, Rowtown, Adelston had been rated inadequate by the Care Quality Commission following an inspection in October, with a report published on December 30th. Of the five main categories assessed, which make up the overall rating, two were found to be inadequate and the remaining three were deemed to require improvement. Multiple issues were identified under the question of whether the service is safe and among them were sluice rooms that have facial uh, staining on some equipment and bins were filled with soiled pads in an area where unused pads out of the packaging was also stored. A resident who was known... Uh, a ligature risk was supposed to have their door left open, but the door was often closed or pulled too. They also had a flexed call bell despite their care plan stating it had been removed. Chronic understaffing meant residents were not being responded to quickly, with one person stating, I'm not sure they have enough staff. They say they'll be back, but they never come. During the inspection, a member of housekeeping staff had to search to find a carer to help someone who was becoming distressed, as there seemed to be nobody close by. After previously being rated requires improvement, the nursing home had failed to make the necessary changes, and the inspectors said the inspection was carried out in response to numerous concerns we had received. These related to staffing levels, poor care, poor quality of food and lack of empathetic management. It was also partially prompted by our data insight which assessed potential risks at services, concerns in relation to aspects of care provision and the rating at the last inspection. The overall rating for the service had deteriorated to inadequate. The care home provides accommodation, personal and nursing care for up to 79 people at a time of the inspection. 74 people live there. 
A spokesman for Rothwell House released a statement in response to the report which read, We're working closely with the relatives, residents and staff to address issues highlighted within the report and are striving to achieve an improved outcome. People living in Staines have been left disappointed after a decision to build a new 206 home development in the town following an appeal. Developer Inland Homes had applied to demolish the former Masonic Hall at the old telephone exchange on Emsley Road in Staines. The scheme was refused by Speltham Borough Council. However, it's now been given the go-ahead following an appeal to the Planning Inspectorate. In a decision published earlier this week, the Planning Inspectorate appeal stated the appeal is allowed and planning permission is granted for the demolition of the former Masonic Hall and redevelopment of the site to provide 206 dwellings together with car and cycle parking, hard and soft landscaping and other associated works. The plans were refused last June on the basis of inadequate parking provision and the plans being perceived to be out of character with the area. Inland Homes called on the appeal against the plan's refusal with a consultation taking place over November and December. Following the appeal, Speltham Borough Council has clarified there are no more planning appeals on this site and that with all planning permissions there is a six-week window for a judicial review to challenge the planning permission on a point of law only. Councillor Lawrence Nichols, leader of the council, said, I'm really disappointed with this decision as I know Staines residents will be. The local planning authority put forward a robust defence of the reasons for refusal that were agreed by the planning committee in June last year. We have no choice but to accept today's decision, which is determined in accordance with the current local plan policies and central government guidance. As a council, we are under huge pressure to allow new homes to be built, and the success of this appeal is a direct consequence of central government policy in this regard. The appeal decision report from Inspector Mike Warden reads, I've taken into account 950 postcards which were submitted during the inquiry by the Riverside Residents Coalition and placed weight upon them in reaching my conclusions. There is clearly a very strong concern from the local community about the impact of the proposed development on the townscape in Staines. Surrey police stepped in after a driver was spotted swerving all over the M3 while suffering a diabetic episode and gave them a penguin bar. A hero officer reached into their own lunchbox to offer the driver a quick sugar boost to help them on their way. But police soon discovered the driver had not declared the medical condition and were forced to report them to the DVLA. According to the DVLA website on gov.uk, you must tell the DVLA if you have a driving licence and you develop a notifiable medical condition or disability or a condition or disability has got worse since you got your licence. You could be fined up to £1,000 if you do not tell the DVLA about a condition that might affect your ability to drive safely. You could also be prosecuted if you have an accident. To check if you need to identify and notify the DVLA about a medical condition, go to gov.uk driving-medical-conditions. Six people have been charged with drug dealing and money laundering offences after a joint operation between police and two Surrey prisons. Surrey police uh, executed warrants for a series of addresses across Sussex, Wiltshire and Hampshire in a joint operation on Wednesday. The investigation that led to the warrants have been conducted in partnership with HMP Collinghilly and also HMP High Down. Six people have now been charged with drug supply and money laundering offences and were due to appear at Guildford Court yesterday. 
Jack Payne, 30, of HMP Highdown, Highdown Lane Sutton, had been charged with the following. One count of conspiracy to supply cocaine, one count of conspiracy to supply cannabis, one count of conspiracy to transfer criminal property, and two counts of possession of a mobile phone in prison. Michael Crossley, age 37, of Debden Drive, Swindon, had been charged with conspiracy to supply cocaine, possession with intent to supply cocaine, and concerned in the supply of menadrome. Enya McFarlane, aged 27, of Brooks Lane, Bognor Region, been charged with conspiracy to supply cocaine and conspiracy to transfer criminal property. Danny Haynes, aged 29, of Campbellfields, Aldershot, had been charged with conspiracy to supply cannabis and conspiracy to supply cocaine. Fonia West, 54, of Buckley Drive, Havent, had been charged with conspiracy to transfer criminal property. And Abby Dore, aged 30, of Hat Street, Wellesley, in Aldershot, had been charged with conspiracy to transfer criminal property. Senior Investigating Officer, Temporary Detective Inspector Lee Hazel, said yesterday we carried out a series of warrants in partnership with, with HMP Highdown and HMP Coldingley. This was the culmination of an extensive investigation to disrupt an alleged drug dealing and money laundering operation which we suspected was being perpetrated across several counties. We're committed to targeting those we believe are involved in serious organised crime, no matter where they are operating, and I would urge anyone who suspects drug dealing is happening in their community to please get in touch. Police are appealing for witnesses after a 15-year-old boy was left seriously injured by a stabbing in Caterham. The 25-year-old man was arrested on suspicion of causing grievous bodily harm on the incident on Tuesday, but since been released with no further action. The victim was stabbed around 9pm near Stafford Road and taken to hospital with serious injuries. The three suspects in the assault are described as black men wearing all black clothing. It happened around half a mile away on Stafford Road at the end of an alleyway that links to Croyton Road. A Surrey police spokesman said officers were called to Stafford Road in Caterham around 9pm on the 18th of January following reports of a stabbing. The victim was taken to hospital with serious injuries. And an appeal for witnesses has been launched following an aggravated burglary in Epsom. A person has been left shaken after four men forced entry into the home on Linwood Avenue when the occupier answered the door. Surrey Police report the group carried out the untidy search of the house. The incident took place around 6.30pm on Wednesday. Police confirmed the suspects left the house in a dark-coloured vehicle. A burnt-out vehicle at Gatton Bottom on January the 19th has been considered as linked to the incident. The victim was left uninjured but shaken and is said to have not known the four individuals. If you have any information, the police are asking people to contact them via their web chat online reporting tool or by calling 101. Alternatively, if you don't wish to leave your name, you can call the independent charity Crime Stoppers on 0800 555 one. Guildford councillors recognise the need for a long-term plan for Gypsy, Roma and travelling sites in the county even if the topic is not a vote winner. The Borough Council has agreed to put forward £127,000 of capital funding, money set aside for long-term projects, for the current proposed short-stay traveller site in Tandridge. A council report also confirmed that Guildford Borough Council will put £7,500 a year from its revenue budget for the maintenance of the site. The progress for that site hit an obstacle last week when Surrey County Council, which is putting the planning application, asked for more time to work on the plans with Tandridge District Council where the site is proposed. The matter was discussed at the Borough Council's Overview Scrutiny Committee, which took place on Tuesday night. 
Council leader Joss Bigmore for the Residents for Guildford and Villages Christchurch said he hoped that the technical aspects of the planning application could be dealt with before this decision being made. He said hopefully the 11 districts and boroughs and the county council can come to a political solution to enable this to move forward. Councillor James Walsh for Labour in Stoke said it was clear that more needed to be done to ensure everyone could be housed and asked about long-term plans for sites in the county as a whole. He said there's so many different moving variables that you're not going to get a solution but I think it's a good step forward. I'd be interested in the future to find out if there are any long-term plans. The responsibility for housing sits with the district and borough councils in Surrey. Unauthorised encampments in Guildford last year were less than in previous years. The council document showed 28 from April to November 2021 compared with 69 in 2021. The council report stated Guildford Borough Council supports Surrey County Council's proposed transit site within the county, accepting that it will not prevent unauthorised encampment issues in the borough, but it's a good start in supporting the Gypsy, Roma and Traveller community. Tandra District Council's planning committee said the application for the pro site between Merstham and Bletchingley is due to be discussed at its meeting on the 3rd of March. A bid to make the default speed limit of 20 miles an hour in all Surrey town centres and residential areas was thrown out by county councillors yesterday. A Liberal Democrat councillor for Horsell Press Surrey County Council is meeting on the 18th of January to make 20 mile an hour the default speed limit on all residential areas and town centres where there's a community support and to do this simply by changing the 30 signs to 20. Lance Spencer said this would reduce vehicle emissions and make people who choose to walk or cycle feel safer. Surrey's Cabinet Member for Transport Matt Furness said this approach should be limited to roads where the existing average speed is a maximum of 24 miles an hour. Any higher than this and there would need to be additional measures, he said, because signage on its own was not effective. Opposition councillors argued his amendment amounted to the status quo with Jonathan Essex for the Green Party in Redhill East saying it should be ruled out of order because there wasn't the money for traffic calming measures in all the places they wanted the speed reduced. The council voted 46-4 and 31 against Furness's amendment, scuppering Councillor Lance Spencer's hopes. Councillor Furness announced the council would increase its road safety funding over the next three years adding the desire for lower speeds had been balanced against the need for reasonable journey times. Surrey police didn't support the 20 mile an hour limit as they were not generally self-enforcing and it would be an unreasonable additional demand on their resources. He said if a speed limit was set too low and ignored, it would criminalise the majority of drivers and bring the speed limit system into disrepute. He added that since 2014 Surrey had introduced 93 formal 20 mile an hour zones. Councillor uh, Townsend, uh, Liberal Democrat Cranley Newhurst, said roads were much busier than in 1934 when the 30 mile limit was introduced. And Nick Harrison, Residents Association for Nork and Tuttenham's, said a child is three times more likely to die if hit in a 30 mile an hour vehicle collision compared with 20 miles an hour. And a speed limit on a section of the A24 with a history of collisions and fatality will be cut. The A24 in Capel, from the Clark's Green Roundabout to just north of Lodge Cops, will be reduced from a 50 mile an hour zone to 40 miles an hour after councillors voted for the change at Thursday's Mole Valley District Council Local Committee meeting. County and District Councillor Helen Clack, Conservative Ropewood, said she was delighted with the approval, which it is hoped will reduce not only the number of, also the seriousness of collisions. 
An officer's report also said lower speeds can also reduce air and noise pollution and make it easier and more pleasant to walk, cycle and ride horses. The cost of the works will be around £15,000 and should be completed this financial year. Councillor Clack says she's been campaigning for this for quite some time along with parish council and other local councillors and she had received a very positive response from Surrey County Council when she first wrote to them on the issue. Investigations carried out in November 2020 found that over a five-year period and throughout the existing 50-mile-an-hour section on the A24 Horsham Road in Capel, there were 11 recorded collisions, with two resulting in serious injury and nine resulting in slight injury. One fatality was recorded within the existing 50-mile-an-hour speed limit on the A24 in 2015, which was noted in the Council report despite falling just outside the five-year period being looked at. And local residents had also reported to councillors, the highways officers, a number of damage-only collisions where an accident is not reported to the police. In the same meeting, Councillor Caroline Salmon had raised the issue of a three-car accident that happened in December on the A24 at the junction with Mill Road, South Homewood, after road markings were changed to advise drivers on road positioning. It was confirmed that a post-construction road safety audit would be carried out on the junction, attending by officers from the safety engineering team, highway engineers and Surrey police, and that new markings would be discussed at that visit. The next steps are to advertise the speed limit reduction in the local press, and if no objections are received, work will begin to put signs up with the aim of completing it by April. And finally, Runnymede Borough Council is planning to relax its policy on tenants keeping dogs. It has consulted Dogs Trust and RSPCA in writing its new policy, which if adopted will enable the council to reconsider permissions for a pet where it's been refused before. The council landlord would take a more generous position on dogs as long as the property has a garden allowing one dog in a one or two bedroom home or two if there are at least three bedrooms. A council spokesman said the draft policy we're putting forward for residents to comment on will be more generous in terms of types and number of pets people can own because we recognise the value an animal can bring to people's lives. At the same time, it will ask pet owners to make sure they're really responsible for them so they do not cause a nuisance. For most pets, written consent from the council would be required, but it would not be unreasonably withheld or delayed. And as long as an owner has been responsible, they will be able to ask permission retrospectively. Owners will need to show proof of vaccination and microtrip. Tenants will be consulted on the draft policy between March the 1st and April the 15th to avoid running at the same time as two other consultations on Runnymede's housing service. The council will hold focus groups with pet owners and flat residents, plus coffee mornings at independent retirement living schemes. The council's housing committee agreed the consultation on Tuesday and expects to receive the results in June. And that completes our look at stories in Surrey this week. This has been Brooklyn's Radio Surrey News Review with Graham Laycock and you can hear the Surrey News Review every Friday at 1 and 7pm on Brooklyn's Radio and you can keep up to date with the Surrey Appetizer and at Surrey Live. Radio